Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. I'm hosting tonight. I'm joined by John Roberts and Sue Timberlake, as usual. Hello. Hey there. Good to have you, my friends. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about politics and whatnot. We don't have any uh, candidates on the tonight, but we do hope uh, things go according to plan. We will have uh, the two candidates for the governor's council uh, on uh, later this month or the beginning of next month, depending on exactly how the timing shakes out of having people on and whatnot. Uh, and hopefully we'll get a chance to find out more about uh, those two people and what they want to do if they can be on the governor's council. So also what the governor's council is. Well, they, they for... counsel the governor. I mean, I oh, mean, well, OK, there you go. OK, <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> By the way, it, it has another name, which I didn't yeah. know. It's also called the executive council. Oh, okay. So and they're it, it, so it, they're not just a council; they're was, executive. Yeah, nice. Well, and it was wrong on both ballots. It was wrong on the Democratic ballot. I noticed on the Republican, but I looked up uh, your all. Um, and it just ballot. said counselor. It just said counselor, and that's you huh. know there are a million counselors in yeah. in the uh, in the government, so of different stripes. <clears throat> um, but. I, I I guess it was intentional, or maybe it was just shorthand, or I don't know. They figured nobody would know the difference that. either way, so why not? <laughs> yeah, because I was looking for the governor's council, and it was like, it's not on the ballot. But I know that name. <laughs> that's that's the person who's running for it. That's how I voted. So yeah, figured out how to vote. Anyway. So um, if you uh, are, if you, dear listener, uh, with you or, or friends you know would uh, – Love to find out more about the Governor's Council or the Executive Council. Uh, I have questions you'd like us to ask. Please get in touch with us. There are a few ways you can do that. You can drop us a line on Facebook.com slash Civil Politics Radio, tweet at Civil Politics FM, or you can go to uh, Civil Politics Radio.com uh, uh, and sorry, email us there in uh, contact at civilpoliticsradio.com. Uh, and that, of course, is also our website, which has recordings of previous episodes of the show and supplemental episodes and other good stuff like that. So um, a reminder, by the way, once again, uh, this is going out on the 16th of September. There's still a little time for you to register to vote in the upcoming midterm general election. Uh, registration in Massachusetts ends on Wednesday, the 19th of October. So uh, please uh, go register if you haven't already. Uh, you have to register by the 19th, but so long as you're at least 18 uh, by 8th of November of this year, you are eligible, even if you aren't 18 yet uh, when you register. If you're 18 by election day, you can register. And early voting this year will be October 22nd through November 4th. So, uh, um, and you can also ask for a mail-in ballot. So all yeah. good stuff. Please do that. Remember that the- uh, November 8th? November 8th. Tuesday, November 8th is election day this year. Remember that we have a link for registration in Massachusetts uh, on every uh, page on our website. 
um anytime mm-hmm. you or if you're looking if you're listening on podcasts just look at the podcast notes there's always a link to register to vote at the bottom of the notes so if you're interested in in voting if you want to register to vote then please follow that link and uh register please please we need as please. many p- people voting as possible i don't care who you are yeah vote yeah yeah <laughs> The, the idea is, is that the vote. Genre. What? The, the, yeah, <laughs> what you I, say? I didn't hear what Sue said. Are you talking to me? Yes. Oh, I said I totally agree with you, genre, that everyone should vote who's eligible. They yeah. really, it's really important. It, it, it's it, really important. It really is because the idea is, you know, like on the whole, you know, collectively, we're actually pretty smart. So those of us who have, you know, dumb, crazy liberal ideas or heartless conservative <laughs> ideas, you know, like we'll be overwhelmed by the general sort of wisdom and compassion of humanity as a whole. So, you know, everybody votes. That's that's the thought anyways. And remember, you don't have to register for a party in Massachusetts. Nope. Certainly not for the general election. No. Nope. <clears throat> um, yeah. So that's all. That's very important. And, and please do that. And – I don't know if this link is on every page, but uh, if if you're think you're registered but you're not sure, you can also go to the Secretary of State's office in Massachusetts, and their website isn't the easiest to to work with, but it is possible to find it, and you can uh, actually check your status online to see if you are registered, where you are registered, and thus what offices you would be uh, able to vote for. So, you know, useful information. I am- I imagine we're going to cover. There's a lot of ballot questions this year. I think. I don't know, John. Do you know? I think there's a lot. I think, uh, yeah, there's, I think there's already there's already a uh, uh, a uh, a whole thing about question one, which is about the uh, um, the extra uh, tax on millionaires or um, uh, the extra revenue tax on millionaires. So there there is an uh, as, uh, vote no on question one, like horrible, like misleading commercial. Uh, that's going out right now um and there was a uh, response from the yes on one camp i can look those up and and give you more information maybe in the second half of the show but um yeah question one is basically should we tax millionaires a little bit more and of course the answer to that is god no those poor millionaires and their money yeah those can't poor somebody millionaires can't somebody think of the money so when we tax them in massachusetts guess what they'll do they'll Uh, move okay i'm not moving so we'll 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 debate we'll debate this but i think there's a lot of questions this year i was surprised because i wasn't paying any attention and anyway that's well i I imagine we'll go through them pretty thoroughly we usually do before the before i know i will i mean before the election that's my I, i love doing that it's my whole thing yeah, um, <laughs> I think closer. Oh, to we may get a booklet. We'll get yeah, a booklet I'm looking for. We that. better get a booklet. Yeah, I collect them. We better get a booklet. Right. Voters, voters guide. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna. I I look forward to that, and we absolutely should. Uh, I think take a show in October, as we've done several times, and uh, yeah. you know, go over the ballot questions in advance and give our civil politics recommendations. You know. Not my, applicable my to any did, other part of the station. <laughs> my party, the Republicans, we just got a ballot question. I believe it got approved this week um, about trying to stop um, us giving out driver's licenses. So I'm sure we'll have a lot to say about that. 
Because you know, uh, they, they got approved and the governor signed it and there's a ballot question turning overturning it. Uh, well, let's re- initiated by the Republican Party. Is that a, just a general, you know, there shouldn't be we shouldn't be licensing people to drive at all? Or is that just about like we hate immigrants, so we don't want immigrants to get driver's licenses? <laughs> I actually found the questions. OK, but I haven't oh, read no, any of them. So, we're so not going to deal with that now. I'm just saying <laughs> right, like, right. hey, um, I can post this <laughs> with the show there. notes so everybody can read them. But uh, they have been um, – there are four questions. They have been approved. Yep. So we we'll, we will have four questions on the ballot this, this year. Uh, and Pretty interesting ones. And speaking of hating immigrants, I think uh, <laughs> Sue, you uh, to... you are the master of segues. You know that <laughs> I know. It's, it's oh, like I God. set myself up, and then I can carry on from there. Uh, which is me being, you know, putting a partisan thumb on the scale and the way I'm framing it. Yes, absolutely. But um, <laughs> and, I mean, and, it's... and I'm divorced from one, so there you go. <laughs> but yeah, good point. Yeah, you, you, you and you... undocumented one, no less. <laughs> right. Well, and you've got, uh, you know, you've. <laughs> You know, you've got uh, a family connection to this in a way that I even I don't. So, you know, that's that's a really good point. But it's just um, so earlier this week, uh, the state of Florida uh, in apparently in conjunction with the state of Texas, because flew, uh, I think, 50 people who had immigrated to this country from like, was it El Salvador? Somewhere Uh, in some El Salvador and some Venezuela. Right. So mostly Venezuelan from from. OK, so from South and Central America mm-hmm. um, uh, sent 50 people to Martha's Vineyard and basically just flew them there and dropped them off and said, have fun, folks. And the direct folks on Martha's Vineyard. Right. Direct flight from it was a, a private, Florida. a private yeah. flight, actually. Yeah. Charter. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which those aren't cheap, you know. <laughs> no, they are not. No. Um so apparently uh, uh, somebody spent public tax dollars to send these people to Martha's Vineyard. Um, I, you know, I mean, uh, part of me is glad that it happened because uh, the Martha's Vineyard certainly has some extra cash on hand to help out desperate people in need. And it seems like the people on Martha's Vineyard are saying like, uh, yeah, all right, well, we're not going to ignore people who are, you know, cold and hungry and wondering what the hell's going on, you know. A little, uh, warning, a little warning would have been good, though. Yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, just um, like, to uh, clarify some things. Um, please, the, yeah. The flight, one, uh, they were chartered flights. They did leave, the, the they did leave from San Antonio, Texas. Yes. Uh, so it was a conjunction between Florida, because Florida, oh, Governor Ron DeSantis, the governor's office we said, we money. did that. Yeah, yeah. So Florida um, Governor Ron DeSantis later um, like issued a statement uh, to media outlets confirming that the airlift was part of the state's relocation program to transport illegal immigrant immigrants to sanctuary des- destinations. Sanctuary excellent, cities. Yep. Excellent stuff. Um, so yes, they are- A plus trolling. I mean, I'll give them that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, you know, if you don't care about the, the, the men, women, and children who got just- packed on a plane and sent off to, you know, they didn't know where in a foreign country. Yeah, sure. So the reason that they got on the plane was because they they were promised uh, housing and jobs when they got there. And they were told that they were going to Boston. 
and not mm. Mar- Martha's Vineyard. Mm. When they landed at Martha's Vineyard, the people there, the people at the airport were like, it's a chartered plane plane. We get we get those all the time. Yeah. And then the immigrants started coming off and they're like, what? OK. Uh, and they started randomly like they started calling like as many aid services and and shelters as they could to to try to get people. There was a um, I'm reading the the article from the Vineyard Gazette dot com and I'll post that as well. But uh, they 50, 50, 50 cots and a hot, I think, is what they they came up with that night. Last night, right? Um, yeah. So they had quick. to I heard they set up a little playground for the kids, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I got, I, in a way I got nothing to say. It's just the, 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 the people here in Massachusetts stepped up and did the right thing. And, uh, I think those people so to- who got, who got sent here, you know, in a way this could be really good for them because, you know, uh, not only do we have the resources, like, you know, we're especially not going to let them down because it's like, you know, after this deliberate, you know, uh, you know, attempt to sort of impugn our good name by making us look bad at these people's expense by the governor of Florida, you know, but it's like, this is just, this is not a good way to behave. This is, you know, these, these are people not, uh, I don't Pons. know. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Tokens Pons. that you can move around on a board. Yeah. 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 Just well, tomorrow, uh, Friday, when the show runs, uh, Northampton and Amherst are, um, they got a quick phone call from somebody not official, but somebody who's involved somehow to give them a heads up that we're going to get some in Northampton and Amherst going to get some folks too. So they're all scrambling. Everybody's scrambling to make sure we can. And I don't know how many it was on, uh, I saw it on Mass Live. Hmm. Just came up. So I'll try and to find that. Northampton and Amherst will do a good a really good job you know sort of have helping them land on their feet yeah no they will we will but you know a little warning would be nice (laughs) well that's the point yeah (laughs) i mean they're trying to be jerks so uh yeah um they have not verified the call but they are trying to make a plan right now Mm -hmm. Uh, which good job texas and Florida, Florida, really top notch, like trolling. Good, good, good for you. Pat on the head. Um, you get a cookie because you're childish. Yeah. Go ahead, Sue. Sorry, I, I forget. But where the de- there's a Democratic uh, governor who's doing a very similar thing, but um, it's not making the press because they're actually doing it in conjunction with folks in the other states. And I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Is it from New Mexico? It might be New Mexico. I can't remember. They're actually, you know, coordinating. Yeah, they're coordinating it. But I think the governor of New Mexico is a Democrat. And I want to say Menendez? Oh, man. I'm sorry. I I can't look it up right now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and we were talking about the the bad behavior in the 1960s when, um, you know, freedom freedom writers – The New Mexico governor is Michelle uh, Luan um, Grisham. Oh, okay. I don't believe it's her. Well, no, I think it's a guy. 
Maybe it's Gavin Newsom. So Aris, what anyway, we, tell us about Arizona. the reverse freedom freedom riders because I've never I'd never even heard of that. Well, in, in the 1960s, you know, the freedom riders would go down to the south and do all kinds of things, protest um, segregation, and um, try to get people to vote and so forth. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, riding on buses and sitting in the front and you know all kinds of stuff, going to lunch counters, um, and so some southerners who were racist did what was called the reverse freedom rides. And they would send uh, people who were black. And I think they told them they were going to get something when they got here. They're going to be well taken care of. And they they dumped people in Hyannis near the home of JFK to show their um, disdain for what was going on. So, you know, it's... it's um, People who use you said pawns, I say use people as projectiles. You mm. know, they just did. And actually, Boston in the um, uh, probably the seventies used to do a thing called a, um, a, a a bus. What was it? The bus treatment. So if you got a lot of folks in Boston that you were, you know, Boston City was struggling to sort of take care of, and they're causing trouble, they give you a free bus ticket anywhere you wanted to get rid of you, send you to another state. So it's, it's really bad behavior, but it is, um, you know, it has, it has happened in many occasions, but I I couldn't believe it that it happened to Martha's Vineyard because it is kind of a, an elitist spot and they will, they will do a good job, but man, it's, um, it's, would you say good trolling class A trolling? Yeah. I mean, there's so much I don't like about it, but you know, uh, smug, pretentious, rich people in Massachusetts. I mean, you know, we got it coming. <laughs> you know, <laughs> careful, careful now. That's where I had my honeymoon. <laughs> Martha's Vineyard is lovely. The place, yeah, yeah sure. But I mean, let me put <laughs> it this it wasn't way: my spot. It was somebody knew somebody who gave us the place for the week. It was, you know, spectacular. Uh, let me put it this way. Mm-hmm. I, I just sold my family, my the family home, my parents. Uh, uh, and I don't think I could flip that money over and afford a place on Martha's Vineyard. So, <laughs> you know, so just saying. <laughs> well, they have this great bakery in the mid island that they make these donuts that are sort of like Boston cream pies without the chocolate on them and they're huge and they call them belly busters so i hope i hope yeah, the 50 folks yeah. get I remember a belly busters. chance to try those oh they are like you 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 shouldn't really eat a whole one but man they're good so i hope they get some belly busters it's, it's so. original recipe type 2 diabetes is what it is <laughs> <laughs> that's great, what though. happened to me that's how i ended up with type 2 <clears throat> yep <Yeah>. so um <laughs> yeah i um Honestly, uh, Sue, I'd I'd love to hear your take. We've got a few minutes left in the half, and I just think this is <clears throat> part of what I think is interesting about this story, aside from the the simple human drama of, you know, these desperate people have been sent here, and I hope they're going to, you know, will do do right by them and they'll land on their feet. Um, but also, like, I don't want to downplay uh, the the you know the real issues that uh, the states of Texas and Florida, for example, face because they We've are got to fix this. Well, they we are a destination. People, you know, people from down south, from all these countries in Latin America that the United States has spent decades destabilizing and terrorizing, um, uh, you know, are coming here sometimes, you know, afraid for their lives and desperate need. 
And, you know, they, 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 the first places they arrive are going to be places like Florida, Arizona, and Texas. And so that does create extra issues that those states have to deal with. But to me, the solution for that is for the governments of those states to say, yeah, we've got this extra problem here. And it's something that is, you know, it's, it's, they're coming here because, you know, they want to come to this whole country of America, but they're staying specifically here. So we need help from the whole country, as in federal dollars should come and help us to provide, you know, homes and opportunities and, you know, other economic support for these new people coming here, some of whom only want to stay here temporarily until it's safe to go home again, some of whom want to establish new lives, some of whom want to move on elsewhere. You know, there's there's lots of different things, but, you know, uh, what's wrong with doing right by immigrants, especially those who are refugees fleeing danger and and bringing kids and the uh, uh, their you know refugees uh, sorry immigrants uh, you know generate a lot of uh, a positive economic gain for the U.S. economy because of the work they come here and the 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 you know the work they do and their their efforts and whatnot. So I mean I think that's an excellent case for using federal tax dollars to help these immigrants and especially focusing it in these states where the immigrants are sort of concentrating. And uh, I don't, you know, uh, I'm a, yeah, let's raise taxes and spend big money to help people, you know, kind of liberal. So, you know, Sue, you don't necessarily agree with that. And I'm just curious, you know, if you think like that, maybe that's a good idea or maybe not. And what do you think? Well, when I worked at Boston city, it was clear that, um, there was a sign in a lot of uh, countries over our border that said, if you can get to Boston, there's a hospital that will take care of you no matter what, which was true. Wow. But it really did create a magnet. I mm. mean, it created quite a magnet for the city of Boston, and they were always pouring money into Boston City Hospital. And, you know, Menino, Mayor Menino is really good to the hospital. I think they named a wing after him after that. Mm. But, you know, know, knowing that, I I think, you know, we we almost had a bill. I think it was McCain and was it Rubio? I forget all the all the folks that were on the comprehensive immigration reform bill. Oh, back and, in like you know, 2008, 2009? Yeah, yeah. And it, McCain it was, was and I think Rubio Flint. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like was a, it an actual I bipartisan group. I think yeah. Rubio was fresh yeah. in Congress at, or it was Rubio, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you think he was new to the yeah. Senate, and that was the thing, yep. And it, it came so close, and I forget who deep-sixed it. I don't know if it was McConnell. I forget how it got killed. I mean, I knew at the time, but I've forgotten. And I think I Ted Cruz think played a role in, in in sabotaging that, but... Yeah, well... I don't remember then, now. Just Ted Cruz is responsible but, for a lot of things going wrong, so, you know. <laughs> anyway, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, and so I'm going to... I'm going to blame Congress a little bit, that they just are not dealing with the issues we have. In fact, that's why I think the Supreme Court's so polarized, because when Congress doesn't do its job, the Supreme Court ends up deciding things that they should be deciding. So yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think our government's so dysfunctional that it's it's created a mess in um, on the border states. And a lot of people are coming from other countries, not Latin America, but, yeah. you know, from all over the world and coming through that border, too. The Ukrainians, a lot of them came through that yeah. border. So I, 
you know, I, I feel for the States. I can imagine how hard it is with thousands of people pouring over. And, you know, there's not enough judges. There's not enough courts. And our judicial system is so slow. Oh, my God. I, I forget. There was some case on the news today. And the and the guy like murdered somebody two years ago, and they're just they're just trying it now. It's yeah. like, how can how can that possibly what what is wrong with our judicial system that you know it takes two years to do you know basic trial? So I so, I don't know. I'd rather talk talk about yeah. Westfield and the woman that called in the bomb threat to Children's, but well, <laughs> <change> the subject. <laughs> well, we've only got a couple of minutes left, so go ahead and change that subject. <laughs> what do you want to say well, about her? <laughs> yeah, because immigration and refugees, I I can't really figure how to solve it. You know, it really is. It's a it's a multifaceted problem, and it's overwhelming the resources at the border. It just is, and it's worse now than it's been in a long time. Some of that's COVID, you know, being over yeah. a little bit, but uh, you know, it's economic situation. Well, I, in other I, countries. I think the solution is well. The part of the solution is uh, 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 doing what we can to uh, improve the uh, uh, econ the economic and political stability in other countries. I mean, I, I mentioned specifically, you know, Latin America because you know it's much easier to get here from uh, Central and South America than it is from someplace that's across the Atlantic or Pacific Ocean. You know, <laughs> it's like you can't really walk here from you know, Thailand. Um, well, if climate change keeps up, maybe the Bering Strait, if people can start coming that way again. Uh, no, sea level would rise. It'd be worse. <laughs> oh, right. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. But the, um, <laughs> but the, maybe uh, the ice will melt and you can walk across the uh, North Pole. So, right. So that'll help. But the, um, but I just, the solution, I think is to say this is a problem. We care about it. We're going to spend money to fix it, because you know this. We certainly the economy's taken some hits, and we've got some some tough decisions to make as a country. But we're still a, a, a wealthy nation with a lot of resources, and if we just decide that we give a damn about people, and that we're going to do what we can to help people, which I think is. You know, I, I what, which I think is the highest calling. It's what we should do as a nation. It's what we should aspire to, um, as a point of national pride, if nothing else. Uh, you know, we we could we could absolutely uh, help a lot of people who are coming here as refugees, and um, you know, also like part of the thing about like immigrants, there are a lot of people who want to come here for. A short for you know a, a short period of time and work you know maybe seasonally you know come here get a job do some work make some money and go home and if we made it easy for them to come and go it'd be a lot easier you know it would be a lot less hassle for them coming and going and you know it'd be a lot easier for us to keep track of things and people wouldn't be hiding out from the federal government if it's you know if they're not having to worry about being uh imprisoned or otherwise punished enforceably deported uh you know just because they're coming here to to get a job for a while you know um I, and i mean i think there were temporary work visas in that in that immigration bill that almost you know had yeah 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 it's into it it used to be a lot easier to come in and get work and so it's just it, it's a whole thing that i i know we can discuss but that, that we you know that we could certainly go on about at great length and we are 
really we should take our our midway mid show break but just just to me it seems it seems that fundamentally it, it's it's a big complicated problem because we're refusing to make clear decisions about how we want to deal with it as a as a nation and i think if we just decide to be you know compassionate human beings about it and allocate resources accordingly then it stops being you know uh, a, a naughty problem and just like, well, it'll be hard work, but you know, that's, it's just what we got to do if we want to be good people. And I think we do. So that's me. So anyway, we're going to take a short break. Uh, now that I've monopolized the microphone once again, <laughs> sorry. Um, but anyway, we're going to take a short break, break, play some PSAs, promos and station IDs. Uh, and then we'll be back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio in just a couple of minutes. Please don't go away. We will be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized and orderly, and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXLJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. to Evidence-Based Radio, Science and Skepticism from a Feminist and Socialist Perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasedarada.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still doing the show with Sue Timberlake and John Roberts. Hey there. Hey, guys. Yo. And uh, yeah, so let's pivot a bit. Uh, We've been talking about some, uh, well, local and national stuff, stories that have like a sort of a 
two, you know, hit both of those, uh, both of those check boxes. Um, Senator Lindsey Graham uh, from South Carolina has introduced a new uh, measure for uh, the the Senate to consider and maybe pass into law, uh, which is um, a national abortion ban. Um, this is the same senator who, after the uh, decision in Dobbs v. Whole Women's Health came out uh, overturning Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey, uh, said, well, OK, what this means is the Supreme Court said it's no it's not a federal matter and it all should be returned back to the states. And we come forward, what, two and a half months or whatever it is. And Senator Graham is now like, you know what? A ban at 15 weeks across the country would be a really good idea. So so there we are. Yeah. Maybe with exceptions. I forget if he put exceptions in or not. I think he did. Rape, yes. incest, and uh, life of, of the, the mother. mother. Yeah, but. Oh, okay. It's. Mm. The problem with that well, is that you have all these carve outs and everything. And I don't think he actually chose 15 weeks with uh, any sort of plan. He was just like, cool, 15 weeks. That seems right. You know, oh, and three, it's, three months. Yeah. First it, trimester. Well, first trimester would be like 26, wouldn't it? Uh, or is that like, I, be, I don't know math. I can't, I'm not a math doctor over here. So I don't yeah, know. About I mean, three months. Five, trimesters five are usually, yeah, but uh, the first trimester would really be like the first, what, like 12 weeks. Three months. Yeah, three months. So, but pregnancies are normally like, I think the typical length for a president is supposed to be about 40 weeks. So, oh, yeah. Oh, 26 weeks was the accepted standard, like yeah. viability wise. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's the um, rote. Uh, carve outs for um for exceptions but 15 weeks that's sure he's like yeah 15 weeks that sounds like a number cool you know and that's pretty much it and it's really really horrible i don't know nobody knows i i honestly think that uh it's it's a bit of political gamesmanship the idea that like well you know, putting it on the on the ballot there is a way to prop up uh, some Senate candidates for the Republicans that, who are seen as, you know, maybe not the most competitive, like Herschel Walker down in um, uh, Georgia, who, uh, you know, is uh, uh, has some real issues with uh, uh, lying to pe- lying to people and. Uh, uh, threatening his wife with a gun and stuff like that. And of course, Dr. Mehmet Oz running in uh, Pennsylvania, who's, uh, you know, a, a, a quack and a, and a charlatan. Thanks, know, who peddles, Yeah, who peddles, you know, pseudoscientific nonsense instead of medicine, um, you know, and stuff like that. So uh, the, the idea that there are... Distraction? Well, it, the idea that like, okay, but... Here's this this measure that we just put before the Senate. If you want to see this kind of measure voted into law, then 
all you stalwarts who, you know, want to vote for the Republican ticket, you've got to come out and fight for this because this is the only way to get this kind of thing to happen is for us to win the Senate. And so you've got to, you know, to, you know, to motivate people to, you know, on the, uh, uh, you know, conservative, uh, uh, let's keep uh, pregnant people from actually getting the health care they need and living their own lives. Um, you know, the people who want to vote that way to see that they really, you know, to, to really motivate them to go out and vote for the Republican ticket and make contributions and so forth. The funny I think thing, that's what it is. The funny thing is that it that might be it. And yeah. it's backfiring. The Republicans are like, what are you doing? Because mm. they've seen what is happening after Dobbs. And because they ha- they were poised to take the Senate, like no question, like and pro- and possibly the House. And now it's in question right now. It's got it's swung the other way because everybody's just that mad about Dobbs, you know, understandably. Uh, McConnell is like, I don't think this is great. Now, why? Why are you doing this? He, he apparently did this without consulting anybody. Mm. Uh, and it's really going to screw up the uh the republicans pan, pan, uh, plan because uh, as we i think we spoke about this a couple weeks ago like some republicans are are stripping off their uh pro-life bona fides mm-hmm. um from their websites and not talking about it anymore because they know that everybody's mad about it and it was a stupid thing to do um it's probably going to get the democrats the Keep keep the Democrats in power. Honestly, it, it might keep the it, Senate. It, it might, yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. it might also allow the Democrats to hold on to the House. Um, I think so, they are going to hold on to the House personally. I hope so I because. A, go ahead. I was going to say I have a bet with Danny Torres. You know who we've had yeah, on yeah, the we've show had before. Him on. We should, yeah, we should. Ask yeah, him back. we were yeah. talking the other night, and uh, he said that um, they're he's a Democrat. They're going to get the Senate, but he doesn't think they're going to get the House. And I said, all right, here's the bet. I think you're going to get the House and the Senate. We we have like a coffee on it at, um, uh-huh. what's that? Oh, I, I can't think of the place on Center Street. Sure. It's, uh, so so uh, if place. the Democrats take both House and Senate, he owes you a cup of coffee. If the Democrats yep. don't take both, he owes you a cup of coffee. Yep. Yeah, and he couldn't believe I'd take that bet, but I I think abortion is huge. I think this is. I agree. I, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's a lot bigger issue because people always take women for granted. It's really amazing. Yeah, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But um, this is this is really important to people. It's really they're saying. I think it's um, a lot of states, even the reddest of states, the women women registering to vote is like five or six percent higher than the men that are you know new registrations. Yep, so it's good. clearly motivating women. I think so. I think there's a chance you all might keep the. I know it doesn't include you, genre, because you're an independent. But I caucus with them. It's fine, <laughs> and we're glad to have you. Uh, the the yeah. the things are that this the abortion thing, like um, with Dobbs, just in general, and the uh, Republican um candidates and and Republican the conservatives um just dancing the streets about that that pissed people off and then there are like the all of the Trumpist people uh winning um nominations across the country uh 
uh, over, um, you know, non lunatics. Uh, so like people that More actually believe that, Republicans? uh, yeah, sure. Less extremist um, Republicans. Less extreme, yeah. less extreme Republicans. Let's go with that because moderate is that's mm. anyway. Um, so the, like, I would not call Mitch McConnell moderate personally, but anyway, uh, but he's not a code red extreme Republican. Yeah. He, he's not a, he's not, he's not a Trumpist like basically. <laughs> so we like all these people that are like, there's one woman that got the, not the Republican nomination for secretary of state. And I think Iowa, if I'm not mistaken. And, mm-hmm. uh, she was asking like, if she won that the legislature, give her more power because mm. she didn't understand like what the job was. Mm. Uh, so it, uh, like people like that, um, like all these people running that believe that Trump won the election and, and all this stuff that is going to hurt their chances. Uh, there have been Republicans that are, that have been dismayed about that. Um, were we, and like we were on the break, we were talking about the race in um, the primary in New Hampshire Mm-hmm. Um, Morse versus Bullduke. Um, Bullduck? Bullduke? B O L D U C. Yeah. Yeah. Bullduck, I think. Bullduck. I, I don't, let's, yeah. I'm let's not go sure. with that. Uh, but he he is like a complete supporter of Trump winning the 2020 election, and he won over the non weird person, uh, Morse. So the independence in. in uh, New Hampshire are probably going to go for Hassan or Hassan, um, Maggie the Hassan. Democrat. Maggie uh, Hassan. Who's up for re-election. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who's up for re-election. So yeah, that's stuff like that. And now this with Lindsey Graham, insane. Like, what are you doing? You know, like read the room. But uh, that, I, I, if I didn't know any better, I would say he is doing a double agent thing and trying to to ruin things. <laughs> Like, this is insane. Like, I don't know what he's thinking, you know? Like, maybe he just doesn't want the Republicans to be in control, so he's throwing some wet blankets everywhere. I have no idea. It's really, like, when I first read this, I was shocked. I did not know why he would even think this would be appropriate before the next Congress. Have you, uh, you know, with your ear to the ground in the Republican Party, you know, would you have any insight you want to share with us, too? Or is this uh... you want a conspiracy theory? Sure. I've got yeah, one of my own. My, well, I... Let me get my aluminum hat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> well, actually, the shortest route may be that he's just trying to be relevant. He wants to be in the news. So he just did a bombshell. But the, the more I'll buy that. Sinister... <laughs> The more sinister, yeah, because he's very, he's like that, you know, he just wants to be on the stage. Um, One of the trickier ways, and this, you know, I could play too much chess, so it's, you know, you'll take it for what it's worth, I'm sure. He could also be trying to take the issue off the table. If he brought it up and and the Congress went for it and McConnell went for it and they voted this in, it would take the Texas ban the Indiana ban that just passed and the West Virginia ban and all the other bans that have happened um, in the last month since Dobbs, um, it would take them off the table because everybody would have abortion up to 15 weeks. In other words, he would neutralize the Democrats 
independent, the women's feelings about it. You know, Massachusetts would fight to keep what they have for um, sort of the settings. But there is a way that if it had if it had gone through and the Democrats said, OK, we'll vote for that because it gets rid of the Texas ban. You know, it's it's a, a quick step, just like they did on the um, uh, what was the bill they just passed where they let um, they let a lot of things in that are going to damage climate change. But it was the compromise. Oh, the um, Inflation the, Reduction the, Act. Yeah, you know, it's really hideous, some of the stuff that's in there for um, the oil and gas industry and the ability to drill. And if if they're going to do a solar panel field, then coal gets to, you know, blow the top off another mountain. It You know, it's really, it was, a, it's not bad. It just wasn't very good. It's possible that Lindsay was just trying to take the issue off the table. It said it blew up because um, his, you know, his, his party's not going to go for it, but it would... It would neutralize it. Sort of passing the um, the uh, the gun bill took some of the issue. It took the steam. It took the you know the air out of the sails, the wind out of the sails, because oh yeah, we passed we passed a gun regulation bill, and everybody stopped talking about it. I mean that does work to to do it. And he just you know he picked sort of the neutral position, which is you know fifteen weeks and except with exceptions. Hmm. Um, not, the, not a completely this, neutral position, but less radical than yeah, what Texas is doing. Or this just, wouldn't yeah, this, just, uh, this it, wouldn't preclude the, the other bans. It could. It, it depends on how it's written. Yeah, yeah this it, is it this is this is um, preventing abortions after fifteen weeks, but it doesn't say that it can't be banned before then. So if a if a state says you can't have one after six weeks, then that wouldn't be impacted. You just can't have one after fifteen weeks. It, that was it, his proposal. It de- yeah, it depends on how how they worded it. It, it. it could be this is a federal law saying you are guaranteed to be able to get an abortion up to up to fifteen weeks into into the pregnancy. That's like effectively saying you have a right up to this point, and the states can't abridge that because federal law is supreme. But if they're just saying like, well, you know, after 15 weeks, you know, you don't have a right to an abortion anymore, but other the states can 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 cut curtail that further if they want. That is also a way they could write the law. And I, I, yeah, I don't know which way he wrote it. So if he, if they wrote it the second way, then, yeah, that doesn't actually take it off the table for um, uh, as, a, as an electoral issue that the Democrats can exploit. Yeah, that's, well, and I that's can't, the second one. I can't. And I can't figure out, like I said, I don't, I don't, unless it's just, he's going for the, you know, for the cameras. Well, I, I, my concern, and this is, um, you know, this is absolutely like a, uh, a, a, you know, a reach on my part. It is, you know, conspiratorial. It, it could be just, you know, I'm worried about something that won't actually happen. But there is a plausible, you know, a, a scenario that could that conceivably could happen, which I just want to outline because this is the thing that worries me. And I, I'm reminded of this because um, the January 6th committee, which, by the way, is going to have more hearings later this month. Hooray. Um, but, you know, the attempted coup on January 6th was uh, extreme elements on the right wing in this country saying, 
you know, sure, we had an election, but we didn't like it. So forget that. We're going to just do this the old fashioned way. Woohoo, seize power. Um, and, you know, that mindset of we use the system when it works for us and we ignore it when it doesn't. Um, you know, that could be kind of the logic that, you know, Lindsey Graham was thinking of. Certainly a thing I've been seeing online and I, you know, I haven't drilled down to, to see if like any specific members of Congress have made this statement. But it's certainly been pointed out that, uh, uh, you know, like six years, you know, five years ago when uh, uh, President Trump took office, there were a few uh, uh, left wingers who were like, hey, you know what? The the Democrats, you know, take control of the House and they should uh, they should make Hillary Clinton the Speaker of the House, man. Yeah. And because, you know, the, the members of the House pick who their speaker is, but it doesn't have to be a, an actual congressperson to be the speaker. So we should make it Hillary. That'll show them. And it was like, yeah, OK, cute, but whatever, you know, <laughs> that's that that doesn't really get us anywhere. Um, and would Hillary Clinton really be a better choice than Nancy Pelosi? I don't think so. Um, but apparently some Republican Congress people or candidates to be in the House have said if they win in 2022, come next year's Congress, they would uh, push to have Donald Trump be named Speaker of the House of Representatives under Republican control. And sure, that's, oh yeah, it's trolling the way the Democrats talked about putting Hillary in is trolling, sure. Except if one is willing to use violence and murder to achieve political goals as the people on January 6th apparently were, hang Mike Pence, etc. Then all that would need to happen is once Donald Trump were made Speaker of the House of Representatives, it just takes the, you know, murder of the president and vice president to then have him by line of succession become president again. And that's... I mean, it's a it, it it's gobsmacking and it's it's a it's a paranoid fever dream. Except, I mean, yeah, mm. you know, I mean, they already tried a coup. They, you know, like, like and that is how the system bomb. works. Yeah, I mean, it was there were AR-15s. That's true. Yeah, Nobody I mean, used them, but right. But I mean. Uh, do I mean, is that a chance we want to take? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's not, it's not a, it's not a crazy impossibility. Like, you know, the late Hugo Chavez was secretly directing the the votes in the 2020 election from, you know, beyond the veil. Like, you know, it's not that kind of crazy. It's just the, yes, let's absolutely try, try to make another coup level of crazy and <sighs> well there was a piece in the news we talked about before the show in Oklahoma that there's a um, mm -hmm. uh, white racist headquarters and they've just discovered some sort of mass grave with bones and stuff in it we we don't actually know how old all that is but you know there is a lot of our history where things were done that people you know, never talked about and covered up that were are horrifying, and the, um, you know, Wilmington, South Carolina, and so forth. Yeah. Yep, Tulsa. Yep. 
and those, you know, we assume are minorities that were, I mean, we don't assume, we know they were minorities, but Oklahoma, we assume not knowing anything yet that it's, you know, minorities, you know, people, people are really worked up. I mean, there was what a bomb threat at children's hospital and there was mm-hmm. a bomb called in by that woman in Westfield, North- right? Uh, you, you said. Yeah, out here. She's a woman out here. Um, there's a bomb at Northeastern of some kind, you know, there's, it, it, people are pretty agitated and they're pretty, um, you know, they're being, not, the word isn't provoked, but um, stoked, mm. you know, the fire is being stoked. Yeah. And it's really. Um, yeah. Every time it, it, you stop the steal and it's like, oh, Trump should be president still. Well, you know, if he should be president then and the election was stolen, then really what options are off the table? Yeah. So I. You know, I I like conspiracy theories. I usually go there. I just hope that you know, I hope I hope that they don't decide to make that my party, if they win, doesn't decide to um to make Trump the Speaker of the House. So, and Kevin McCarthy. I would I would that, I, I would like to be I should be embarrassingly wrong about this whole bit. I I've just I've just mentioned. I yeah. sh- it should be like Mike. Wow, you were dumb to even think about that. I would really like for that to be true. Well, the stuff that's coming out about the Department of Justice under Barr are, is horrifying. There's a new book. I think the guy's name is Berger. Same kind of stuff. You, you, yeah, you we were you were no mentioning idea. that. I haven't had a chance to hear anything about that. So yeah, yeah, yeah it was um, whatever you call it, locked up until this Tuesday. You know, the books were out, but you embargoed. They call it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Embargoed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this this past Tuesday came out, and he worked in the Department of Justice, and he was pressured to do a bunch of things, which he refused to do and eventually got fired for. But they they were, um, they, you know, Trump tweeted to look into something or other. And within two days, the Department of Justice had opened the case based on the two tweets. I mean, it's it's very detailed. And he's, uh, you know, quite quite a writer, I guess. And he's being interviewed now on all the news stations. But, you know, this isn't how we think our country works. At least I didn't think it worked this way. I'm I can't speak for you guys, but it's pretty horrifying. Did you? Well, did you guys listen to? Uh, it came out like a couple of years ago now, I guess. It was a short podcast that uh, Rachel Maddow did called uh, "Bagman" about Spiro Agnew and the scandal that got him, you know, thrown out of uh, that forced him to resign. You know, like just as the Watergate scandal was ramping up. Yeah, because they were afraid he'd end up being president, so they forced him out because he was right. Yeah, it was horrible. But, but I, I he was taking bribes in in the White House. Well, so it's yeah. it's a it's a really great thing. It's like six episodes long, and I, I mention it specifically because at one point, uh, 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 she uncovered that the U.S. attorney whose office this was being run out of, like there, like she interviewed two of the. Uh, investigators who worked on the case who actually you know did a lot of the legwork and their boss who's who's deceased now uh you know was a republican political appointee a u.s attorney and he was getting pressure from republican party officials including the then head of the republican party the secretary of the republican party george bush um to like basically put the whole thing to bed and and wrap it up without bringing charges and to you know go easy on agnew and i meant like it was a fascinating moment because she asked the two investigators about this and they said, what are you talking about? 
that didn't happen. And she said, yeah, I've got letters, <laughs> you know, <laughs> call logs. That absolutely happened. <laughs> um, and they're like, we had no idea. You know, they're, so their boss insulated them from 100 percent. Their, their Republican political yeah. appointee boss was like, oh, no, this is not yeah. <laughs> this isn't how we roll. And that is a great example of just the opposite. You know, though, I guess this yep. this guy who wrote the book is similar, though. Yeah. Yeah. The only question really was, why didn't he go to the inspector general? Why did he wait and write a book? Because none of this came out until this week. So, I don't know. That's a, you know, I guess we'll find out. Tune in next week. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Tune in next week. Um, I do hear the music, so I guess we're going to wrap it up here. Um, But, yeah. So, uh, hopefully, uh, uh, there'll be good news uh, uh, and happy landings for any immigrants who get shipped to Massachusetts against their will. Um, and maybe we'll have a follow-up on that next week. But anyway, we're, uh, that's going to do it for Civil Politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents at 10 and OK Asia at midnight. Uh, we have a repeat broadcast on Monday afternoon, and the podcast of the show is... Uh, that still goes out Monday morning, genre. Uh, I've started to put it out on Saturday morning. Just All testing right. that out. So, All right. Um, if... Uh, you know, just in case anybody wants to listen to it over the weekend. Which they should do. Absolutely. Please do. Anyway, so that's going to do it for Civil Politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Thanks for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.